Hey, this is Sean Leary. Welcome back to QC Uncut. Uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. My guest today is Kill Theodric. Theodric? 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 You got it, Theodric. Theodric. There we go. Because I heard, I, I actually I went on YouTube and there were well, there's one there were two videos I saw. One of them said Theodric, the other one said Theodric. So I did need to clarify you know, that. The, the, the name is often, um, especially when someone's bringing me a stage like for the first time. You know, sometimes it does get messed up. You know, I'm kind of used to it. So that's why everybody calls me Kill for short because it's easier. It's a simple one syllable word, uh-huh. and they're done. Well, <laughs> so. well, what's your what's your full name? It's, uh, my full name is Theodric Michael Nelson. The stage name is Kill Theodric. Okay. Yes, sir. What did you? Why did you choose that stage name? Um. Well, this kill just kind of comes from. It was a name that was kind of given to me from uh, just kind of being consistently funny on stage. And you kind of know when it comes to stand-up yeah. comedy, if you do really well on stage, it's called Killing. Killing, yeah. So, uh, so the name kind of ended up sticking. Um, probably about six or seven years ago, when I first started kind of going by it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's consistently being funny on stage, and uh, I kind of went with the whole kill moniker. Um, that just, it just kind of pulls my name together. It's a cool name. You know, it, it is a cool you, name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when, I, when I saw it, I'm like, this has got to be a stage name. There's no freaking way that this right. guy's real name is Kill. That'd be, yeah, my, if my dad was like a crip or something, it might have been. <laughs> you never know. It might have it been. I'm going to name this boy Kill, so nobody messes with him. <laughs> right. Which, which, see, which is good because in front of a lot of black audiences, they don't take it as killing on stage. It's going to be something else, too. So, you know, I got a little bit of when I go from these different cities doing stand up comedy, I, I got a name in the streets. And that's what's important. Now, a great, name that's for, important. great name for a teenager, not a great name for a baby and a toddler. Oh, that's Kill over there. Yeah. The, right. the little kid preschool, yeah. Uh, he's over there, like you know, eating his chicken nuggets and stuff, and uh, you know, pooping in his diaper. Like, oh yeah, it's kill over there. Um, <laughs> and also, they'd be weird to even in high school for right for 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 attendance. Uh, right. Kill. Uh, yeah. Kill. Are you available? Kill. Are you here? <laughs> so, kill. You're gonna be. Where's this kid? You're gonna be. You're out in L.A. right now. Um, you're gonna be in town here yes, in the sir. Quad Cities uh, this Thursday at right. Circuit Twenty One Speakeasy, and um, show starts at seven o'clock. Doors open at six thirty. You got some uh, opening acts with you too. Tickets are ten bucks. People can go and check them out at the Speakeasy website, um, and also call seven eight six seven seven three three extension two to get tickets for that. Highly recommend checking that out. Ten bucks is pretty cheap for a comedy show. I. I'd say definitely no. go and check that out Thursday night, man. It's not a bad price. No. And we weren't, you know, for the show, we're not looking to hit anybody over the head for money, but we just want to get a full show. You know, right. we just want people to come out and be able to show, enjoy comedy again. And it's uh, it's kind of a sentimental show for me um, because I'm coming back to the first place I ever won a stand-up comedy competition, in, which was Rock Island, um, Illinois. You know, that's where me and Josh's history Joshua Khan, who's going to be hosting the show and running the running the program, mm-hmm. uh, me and his history go way way back to the beginning of my comedy career before I ever did festivals, ever did TV, anything on any comedy stuff, any of that stuff. You know, it, it started in Omaha, Nebraska, but uh, Rock Island was always my second home for for comedy, and the, the city enjoyed me so much. And it, like I said, it was a place where I won my first set of comedy competition, where I really, you know, for the first time, felt that I was doing something right, and you know, in the comedy world. And 
city of Rock Island. So it's very important for me to be able to come back and perform and see where I was when I first started off and versus, you know, you know the content that I'm bringing to these people on Thursday from where I am right now and my life experiences right now. So it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to, to doing it. So Now, when was – I think I was one of the judges for that competition, actually. Which year was that that you were here for the stand-up competition? Well, let's see. I did three of them total. And I remember um, – I want to say like 2013. Uh-huh. Another one maybe was in 2015 um, or 14. And I think the first one I did was probably in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been the uh, the one that I actually, uh, the first one I did there, I actually got second place to a really, really good stand-up comedian. And then the other two I ended up getting, uh, getting the first place in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I've done so many of them. I've judged so many of them. I don't recall. But a um, lot, of, lot of really funny people, and obviously you being one of them, you've uh, gone on to, you know, much bigger things. Um, obviously, in 2015, you won Stand Up NBC. What's that like going right. from? Um, playing you know rooms like the Speakeasy, which is a great room, but it's about well, 100, 125 people. To uh, being on a huge, huge show on NBC for crying out loud! What I mean, what was that like for you? And how surreal is that when you go from being kind of like ah, you're just another guy to like all of a sudden people start recognizing you and going, oh hey, you're that guy from TV. You know, how do they treat you differently? What was that like for you? You know, it's just a dope experience when someone does recognize you, but you gotta stay humble because I mean, you're in Hollywood and everybody. Uh, that you hang around is typically more famous than you are. Uh-huh. So, you know, you can, you kind of, I kind of hold myself the same that I did before anybody ever recognized me. And the humbleness is what kind of keeps you centered, if you will. It keeps right. you real. Uh, because you can, you can get a big head, but that, that'd be a lot of fakeness that you're putting off to people if you're, you know, if you're, you know, trying to put, portray yourself as some superstar. And I don't believe that for myself at all. I, I enjoy where I'm at. Um, I'm not satisfied with where I'm at. I know that there are bigger things you need to do and to accomplish to get where I want to be. But I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying the journey. And I want to be able to stay as humble as possible through the entire journey and be able to be someone that, you know, people can just see as a, a normal guy that does stand-up comedy, you know. So, um it's, it, you don't see anybody any different. You know, you try to be as friendly as possible. Um, you know, you you, you, you want to stay, like... <laughs> You want to stay humble, right? You know, yeah. you just want to make sure that you that the people are you're relatable to people when they approach you. Yeah. Now, how did you get into stand up comedy? Were you always like the class clown, or were you kind of a quiet kid? Then you kind of saw this as oh, this is you know my place to shine, or was it just some sort of like fluky thing where you know you just kind of ended up getting into it, or was you know when you were a kid were you like oh man I love this comedian, this comedian, this comedian, this is what I really want to do? Definitely a class clown. I was a kid that was constantly uh, getting in trouble for talking too much in class. You know, I never really, I was, I was the type of kid that could make the teacher laugh, you know. Um, I always had a punchline for something funny when anything was going on in the classroom. I was a kid that was always constantly getting in the roast sessions and lunch, uh-huh. you know. So it kind of, it was kind of in my blood, I believe. And I think that stand-up comedy kind of gave me a place to direct all that energy. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know where to put it at. So you're just, you're just acting out. 
or you're being loud in class, or, you know, because you don't know where to put it at. Everywhere you go is your stage. Right. Stand up comedy now gives you a place where you can direct that energy and focus it and turn it into a career. So, you know. How did you gain the confidence? Because I know that's one of the biggest things with anybody who performs on stage is gaining the confidence to um, to get up there and to uh, deal with the negativity that you're going to get thrown at you. Because, I mean, it's easy to deal with the praise, but when you get start getting heckled or people are like, ah, you suck, blah, 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 you know, you got to have a thick skin on that. How did you develop that over the years? Um, I think it's consistently going on stage, and that's a, that's a, that's a tough thing because... When you're uh, when you first start out, you don't want to go on stage because you're so scared of what people are going to think. Yep, if you yeah. don't do well, you know. So it, and that's what keeps people from getting on stage that first time, experiencing anything because they're so afraid of what people are going to think. But realistically, you know what? No one remembers the person who didn't do good. You, the only person that really remembers it or extinguishes it is you. You know, if you don't do well, so you gotta. The first thing you gotta do is get on stage, and being able to get on stage consistently, you develop a tough skin. So you know you. The way the crowd reacts doesn't doesn't matter to you if it's negative. You know, you just take it as an L and you move forward with your life. You know, you don't let it you don't let it change or or defeat you at all. But you've been on stage so many times and you've heard laughter enough to tell yourself like, "Yo, I can do this. I know what I'm doing." You know, if I have a bad game, you have a bad game. Everybody has a bad game at some point in time. You need to be able to bomb in order to in order to be able to adjust and become better. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody needs to be able to go on stage and ink bomb so you can know what it feels like and yeah. you can go home and, and redirect yourself and figure out what you need to change to make yourself better. Now, one of the jokes, um, I watched your Ice House performance, and the first joke you made was about... Um, you know that there were black people in Nebraska, but once you left, you know you needed to go back to increase the population of them. Um, right. What was it like? I mean, I've been to. I literally, I was just in Omaha like two weeks ago for a soccer tournament, and uh, you are correct. There are uh, <laughs> there are some minority people in Omaha, but it's certainly not <clears throat> in Nebraska. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of white people. What was it like growing up? As a Hawaiian Native American, African American in Omaha, and um, how did that help you find your voice? And how did where you grew grew up impact you as a person and a performer? Well, honestly, um, where I grew up at, I grew up in North Omaha, mm-hmm. um, which is actually a highly black populated area of Omaha, Nebraska. Uh-huh. So, really, with that joke is kind of played off of a stereotype that there aren't any black people in Nebraska, right? So, uh, and that's when a lot of people think or believe when um, when you think about Nebraska or Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, if I go, you know, traveling to New York, traveling to California, Texas, anywhere I would go, people would always assume that and ask that question if there's black people in Nebraska, which is how I developed the joke. It's getting asked that question so many times by different right. comedians, people I would meet. Yo, there's black people in Nebraska. You guys drive tractors or what are you? You know, so I started playing off of the stereotype that they had and they made it funny but if you go to Omaha Nebraska there's a lot of black people that live there but also they only live in Omaha Nebraska correct that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying is Omaha Omaha is a nice uh, metropolitan area but man once you drive outside of Omaha it's It's like nothing it's over with that's it I mean I've driven through Nebraska it's Omaha and then five hours of nothingness and then like you know there might be a a city Uh exactly that's what I'm saying a lot lot of rural area so that's why I ask is like was that part of your experience or did you live in one of the areas where that was more diverse. But I was definitely 
definitely an area where it's more diverse, but I'll tell you what, we never traveled outside of Omaha to go visit the rest of Nebraska. Like, <laughs> we're aware. I hate to say it, but you're not missing much, Kill. Uh, exactly. Having to there. <laughs> the, only, so the only other city we would go to is Lincoln, because that's where we yeah. have the Cornhuskers down there. Uh-huh. So we would go, you know, the football games in the college area is diverse, but other than yeah, Omaha yeah. and Lincoln, Nebraska, yeah, we didn't, we didn't go. There was nothing to see. No, there really isn't. It's you know, I, I sorry for anybody listening to this who uh, lives in Nebraska, but you know, yeah, it is what it is. I love Omaha; it's a fantastic city. But man, once you get outside and you start driving through there, driving through the state, it's like desolate. It's rough. Yeah, it's uh, rough. go directly to Omaha or Lincoln. Don't go nowhere else. Right, right. If you ever go to Nebraska? Just go there. Don't judge us off of any other place. Go to Norfolk. But only go there if the, if the Johnny Carson theaters is doing a show. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's um, about it. You mentioned Johnny Carson is what it, also from Nebraska. Who are some of the com, uh, comics growing up that influenced you? That were you know um, especially important to you? Whether whether you can see them in your act or not, just or just people that you admired. Um, a couple of people that I admired. Um, number one, my first my top comic of all time is Dave Chappelle. Um, yeah. I was always be I, I was a big fan of his growing up, especially with the Chappelle show. Right. The way he was able to control the audience and he was able to make race so funny. Um, I always admired that. Uh, Martin Lawrence was uh, always a big, mm-hmm. big influence for me. Um, he discovered a lot of, of the stand-up comedians that I grew up to love. And his he was able to um, control a stage and control a show every, you know, because he, he did a uh, deaf comedy jam. Yeah. So he was the host of that, and he was, the way he was able to control the show and make everything so fun for the entire show for however many seasons he was on there, it was such so inspiring for me to see that. And I just always enjoyed the way he was energetic and the way he was able to play off the crowd, which is something that I took from him in retrospect of being able to improvise with the crowd and make it funny. Um, you know, and stretch out your comedy by being able to interact with the crowd. 